0: R-E-A. 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 Audio. R-E-A. Audio. R-E-A. Audio. R-E-A. Audio. 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 R-E-A. Audio. Reemployability.
1: Reemployability. Bill, thanks for coming back. Week number two of our conversation about leadership. Uh, Bill Edson is the owner of Guide On Strategies, a former Army medic. And now leadership coach and Bill, last time we spent about 15 minutes talking about your background and and kind of positioning where people are in in their quest for leadership, especially since covid now hopefully coming out of it and we talked about maybe presenting a scenario and uh you kind of helping coach a a pretend person through it but we were talking a little bit before we started recording this and uh, the scenario i kind of ran by you sounded awful but it, it's really true with a lot of people so are, are you ready are you ready for this one
0: All right, let's go. Let's give it a shot.
1: All right, Bill. So I come to you looking for leadership guidance. I'm a risk manager for a trucking company uh, in the Midwest. And I have um, right now, there's about 300 employees that work for me. I've got 10 to 15 that have been injured. And I cannot hire truckers to save my life because... uh, it's it's just a hard job to hire for. And now in the environment that we're in with hiring people, it makes it even worse. I really got to get these people back to work, but I feel like some of them are just, some of them I know are legit, but I think some of them are playing me. And uh, my boss is breathing down my back because I got to get these people back and I can't figure out how to do it. And I'm super frustrated and and I need your help. Where would you start with somebody like that?
0: Well, I think I would... Uh, I think first I need to, I need to understand a little bit more about who that person is. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Shoot. You know, what is, what, what's your purpose? Why, why are you doing this? Do you -hmm. you like what you do and why are you, are you, uh, in, in this line of business?
1: I've been doing this for about 15 years. Um, I like, I like what I do. It's just in the past 18 months or so since COVID happened, Uh, we're short staffed. We had to get rid of, uh, actually we didn't get rid of my, my counterpart left to go to another job and we never rehired. So I'm just overloaded. I like what I do overall, but I don't like what I do right now.
0: So let me ask you this. If there was something that you could change, what would you change to make it better?
1: Uh, I'd get some help.
0: So what's stopping you from doing that?
1: Well, I am not the one running the company right now. And I'm told that budget wise, um, we're not able to hire somebody else.
0: So I think what's happening is just on that sh- little bit of information that you provided me is it's very easy. You obviously have been there a long time. You care about what you do and, and, and why you're doing it. It's, so it's really easy to get overwhelmed um, with the external pressures that are coming down on you. Um, and you see how it affects your environment and the business around you. Obviously your boss is a little stressed over it too. And that's kind of resonating back, you know, reflecting back to you. But I think what you have to do is, I think you have to make sure that you're in a good place to carry on with what you can control. Because one of the first things I always help people understand is that you can only control what you can control. And once you can understand what those things are, then you can start I think being a little more deliberate with, you know, with the task at hand. So understand what you can control and what you can't try to um, try to separate some of those things. And I think that will that will reduce some of the, the exterior static that is confusing, you know, what's going through your mind. So literally, you could make a list of here are the things that I can control and here are the things I can't control try to at least maybe separate those a little bit so that you can just start to clear your mind a little bit. Then I think the other thing that you have to understand that you have to be in a good place personally in order to have that influence. in other words, to lead what's going on around you, to lead those who are, who, who need you know to, who need your support, that company that needs you in order to provide um, what you do, you have to be in a good place. So I think we have to take some time and we have to look at, okay, where are you? How much time do you put into work? How much time are you, you know, re- having at home to, to recover from the stresses of work? You know, you need to be in a healthy place in a place where you can be productive. It's so easy to be unbalanced. That one thing that we would do at guide on strategies is help to regain a balanced lifestyle, or at least a balanced mindset. So that you'd be in the best place possible to move and, and, um, um, you know, deal with these, these challenges that you have, because I can totally see where you'd be overwhelmed, um, with everything coming at you the way it is, but we need to start breaking some of those things down. So it feels like it's manageable to you because right now I'm sure it just feels like, you know, you're trying to drink from a fire hose or, you know, it's just coming from every direction and it's, Mm. it's just nonstop, but you really do have more control than you think. And some of that would come with, you know, let's set a, let's, let's initiate something that you can control and regain some of that positive momentum that you, you would have. And that might be something in, in the, in the form of short-term goals. That might, and then with those short-term weekly goals, let's look at what the long-term goal would be to regain, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. And it might be several of them as you go along, but I think it just, it just sounds like, um, We need to just dial this back a little bit, take a half a step back so that we can take two steps forward type of thing. And it's going to start by leading yourself out of this, you know, out of this conundrum.
1: Bill, I bet a lot of people come to you because they need to put fires out, right? Like they're overwhelmed, kind of like that scenario, right? So people come to you for leadership guidance. Um, What are you telling people about how to be prepared for what the world's going to be in six to 12 months?
0: Yeah. I don't think we know what it's going to be like in six to 12 months. So I think we have to lead ourselves for now. You know, if we can make ourselves a more stable, I guess, ready person, more prepared by being, you know, I guess, being more total, you know, person, a more total leader, then I think we'll we're we put ourselves ready for what the scenarios could be. When I was in the, when I was in combat, you know, if we tried to make ourselves 100% ready to go into combat, we would never have, we would never would have engaged the mission. You know, we're lucky if we were 75, 80% ready to engage the mission, but the difference was that we trained to equip ourselves to deal with what could happen and not what we, you know, what we think was going to happen because um, you've got to have that agility and, and that doesn't come by being, trying to be 100% ready, which you never can be, but just by being 75% ready and, and a little more flexible. So I think it's the same thing as that you have to, you have to make your, you have to equip yourself to be able to, um, you know, kind of shuck and jive with what's going to happen in the future. Cause none of us, I mean, none of us were, were issued the crystal ball, you know, when, right. we, when so, we took the jobs that we took. What does
1: that look like though? I mean, like I, I can, I can think like in my role at reemployability, I know, what our sales goals are i know what our marketing goals are but you know to your point you know things have changed so much in the past six months we thought we'd be at a different place six months ago than we are now because of all the external factors but what does that look like to train for something that you don't i mean do you do you come up with all different scenarios and train for each one of those or what does that look like how do you make yourself better at chucking and jiving
0: yeah i think i think you train more generally speaking you you know and not just uh for one scenario as a medic um you learn how to control bleeding you don't learn just how to control bleeding you know of of, um you know of a main artery right you know basic principles that you can apply to the situation that presents itself Mm -hmm. and you get really good at those basic you know, fundamentals of life-saving and, um, you know, and clinical treatment in an austere environment. And so that you get, you get to a point where, um, you, you know, it's almost automatic. Mm -hmm. You just, you know what to do and you just do it. Now I'm not saying that's going to be the same in a business scenario, but I think there's certain principles and modalities within each company that can be applied and be understood more generally that, um, that will work you know a, a kind of across the board as you go forward i know you know in leadership you have different you have different principles that you can apply it's just how you know just that that you're going to fine tune them for the scenario that presents itself so I, I think once you try to have a solution for every situation it's going to get so bogged down and so complex you're not going to be able to be agile in order to uh um, you know, address those issues. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's, and that's when you start tripping on yourself.
1: Right. As a medic, uh, you, we were talking earlier that you, you weren't a commissioned officer, right? You're an NCO. But you were in leadership right. roles with everybody that you served with. Um, I can imagine, I've never been in this situation before, but in the heat of battle, um, people probably, I would imagine, look to medics for comfort um, for security, uh, for a feeling of safety. Um, and, and I would think that nowadays when you have workers, you know, let's take for example, a insurance company that has a whole bunch of adjusters, right? That's a big room full of 50 adjusters and they all have a stack of work on their, on their plates. And there's some that have been there for years. And there's some that have been there for months and the ones that have been there for months are looking, to the ones that have been there for years for leadership, but they're not necessarily the boss, right? Um, how does somebody in the position of having more experience in the position that people may lean on, even though they don't necessarily ask for that role, how are there any high-level suggestions on how someone should deal with being in that position?
0: So I think, yes, I think, I think the one thing to understand is that you don't need to have a title, to be a leader okay so leading as is influencing those around you and within a structure of an organization it's influencing those around you for um, to meet an objective or a, a goal or a mission and I, and I think the one of the biggest ways that if you want to be an effective leader um, even without a title there's a few things that you that you need to do first of all you have to have you have to have some kind of connection with those around you so you have to be you have to be seen as a valid resource in other words one way to do that is to just be seen as a human being right you're not out there trying to tell people what to do that's a great way to disconnect from people you know you're there to say i'm on your side i understand where you are so having the ability to present yourself as an empathetic partner or an empathetic person, support person on their team, or at least that you have the common ground that you're both trying to get the same thing accomplished is a great way to just have that connection that's, that is going to allow for um, open communication and you know a culture, even if, if it's between two people or if it's between the whole office, that's going to foster productivity. I think human connection and empathy are probably the foundation of what it takes to be an effective leader. Because that all institutes um, these good, what, what some call soft skills of, um, you know, listening and communicating and putting others first and, you know, taking care of, taking care of, um, uh, of things that are in priority, uh, you know, above yourself. And these things come from having connections, being empathetic towards each other and just understanding um, that that's what leading, I mean, that's really what leading is about. You wanna wanna influence somebody, put yourself in their shoes and understand what their needs are Mm -hmm. and then go help them meet those needs. And you will be embraced and you will influence someone to get the job done a lot more than if you just came in and barked some orders at them and told them I want this done by four o'clock this afternoon. Tell me which way is gonna work best.
1: I can tell you, I, I handed out business cards to everybody on our team several months ago, and it says "Stop talking," and yeah. that's how that's how we want to, you know, approach our our sales and our and our approach to our clients and our prospects is stop talking, stop telling, start asking, and and that makes such such a huge difference. Bill, we're out of time for episode number two, but. If you wouldn't mind i'd like to have you come back for one more week i'm really interested to hear about your approach in coaching uh student athletes um, and how that relates to to leadership and and kind of the story behind that so would you do that for us
0: i'd be lo- i'd love to I'd, I'd happy to come back sure all right
1: one more week thanks bill talk to you next week you got it thanks for listening to rea audio and look who's here reemployability's hr director crystal hunley take it away crystal If you have any comments or suggestions for an upcoming episode, let us know. Email Todd at reemployability.com. Also, please follow REA Audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out more content, including webinars at listen to REA.com. Thanks, Crystal. Next week, Bill talks about coaching sports from rec all the way to high school and lessons learned that translate into being a better parent, spouse, and employee. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.